Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Truth. 
<laughs> the truth that people are going to move on. The truth that although you were divorced and you shared uh, the same home, it just wasn't going to be an enjoyable situation. So, uh, that listen, the fact of the matter is, if you're going to get a divorce, then have a plan. Have a plan to divorce and be able to move out on your own, really, because then you'll be much happier. All right? All right. Well, we could not finish a Monday morning without the switch tip of the week. And uh, the switch tip with Shantice was represent God right. Wow. You know, you really look around and you see how difficult it tends to be for some people who forget that as long as we say we are baptized, as long as we tell people we go to church, as long as we tell people they are saved, then uh, we have a responsibility to represent God before we represent ourselves. So when we, you know, want to do certain things or don't want to do certain things, but we've already told people that we're supposed to be in the Lord, then we have a responsibility of representing God right. The Bible tells us to let the light so shine in you so that anybody and everybody can see Jesus in you. Okay? All righty. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around, and we got to talking about the Jehovah's Witness elder whose daughter was molested from a person in the congregation, and he knew about it and said that uh, he was so indoctrinated by the religion that he did nothing, that the daughter was uh, molested, and he was told not to report it, or strongly suggested that he not report it. And then he was asked, do you really want to bring reproach on Jehovah's name? And because of those things, he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing to protect his daughter. And it wasn't until years later when he had gotten an elevation within the church that, uh, hmm, come to find out, at least four more young people had been molested. Now, had we moved when God told us to move, then not only would he have saved, you know, other, at least those four, but maybe some others that nobody knows anything about. So we got to get ourselves together. And that's what uh, the due time pastors talked about on Tuesday morning. Yeah. You know, we can't become so saturated in the Lord that we don't study for ourselves. So, therefore, people can say these kind of things to us, and we don't pay attention to what God has to say to us. When the 
bells and the sirens and the alarms are going off. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we got our morning started with our girl Vivian as she talked about the 12-year-old girl who stole Dad's car and drove over 400 miles with a friend that she met online. Mm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, it's not just that. We also talked about the house painter who who was shot after knocking on the wrong door with only a paintbrush and some paint in his hand. And to stand your ground law again may rule. Yeah, because these people are wicked. These people are so wicked. And, you know, we are really running into this uh, shooting any and everybody for any little old reason and a ton of mistakes are being responded to with a gunfire. Well, the ladies responded to that. And then we got to talking about the characteristics of a godly mother. Yes, we talk about the fact that a godly mother seeks biblical knowledge. She doesn't only go with her experience. She doesn't only go with what somebody has told her. She follows God. God's word from the word of God, from the Bible. Oh, we talk about that godly mother who has actually uh, made it her business to build disciples. Yes, yes. And the mother that prays for her children. Yeah, not all mamas do that. But thank God we got our golly mothers who do that. Well, we then walked into Therapeutic Thursday. And uh, boy, the due time ladies held it down and kept us laughing as we talk about the fact that playing music in the car does affect your driving. Pastor Charlotte said, absolutely. When uh, they talk about raise your hand up and throw your hands up and you want to do that with your hands that are supposed to be on the wheel. Yes. Yes. We talk about the fact that music can even affect your shopping. And Lady Tamika talked about the fact that, oh, she got so caught up in the music that was playing that she brought bought some stuff that she had to end up returning because she realized, I don't like this. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Did the ladies have us cracking up on Thursday? Well, Friday, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and we got to talking to our men and uh, characteristics of a godly father was the name of the game, and we talked about the fact that a godly father teaches and lives by example. 
is the one that really kind of got us in a nice conversational groove. A godly father disciplines his children. Now, you got to go back and listen to that conversation. Because boy, oh boy, was it a good one. All righty. All righty. Well, that's how we spent our week last week. Yeah. Didn't it sound like a good week? Well, we have a good week every week over here on this due time with Pastor Steph. And today is May 1st, 2023. Can you believe it's already the 1st of May? Wow. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. These weeks are flying by. Before we know it, there's another month down. And uh, before we know it, we'll be at the end of the year. God spare our life. Yeah. Well, we got some stuff to talk about today. You get our week. Started. We're going to finish with the switch tip of the week. So we got a lot to look forward to. We got a lot to look forward to. All right? So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right Back. It's on us to stop sexual assault. To get in the way before it happens. To get a friend home safe. And to not blame the victim. It's on us to look out for each other. To, to not, not look, look the other way. way. It's on us to stand up. To step in. To take responsibility. It's on us, all of us, to, to stop, stop sexual, sexual assault. assault. Learn how. And take the pledge at itsonus.org. Let's get started with our little uh, 
health tip. Now, for some reason, I think that I may have done this. If not this exact thing, something similar to it. But for some reason, I have a feeling like I should be talking about this. Okay. All right. Well, we're talking about migraines this morning. Migraine headaches. Okay. And uh, we're talking about the connection between migraine headaches and your diet. Okay. So they say migraine episodes are different from regular headaches. And they tend to last longer, they're more painful, and they have more physical effects. Now, they really don't give much, at least right now, of what a migraine headache is. And I remember before talking about it, and there are many different reasons why You know, they said you get migraine headaches. I do remember that. And um, like I said, this one really focuses on your diet. So not a whole bunch of other pieces of information. But they say that the physical effects of a migraine episode, uh, nausea and vomiting, Vision changes, extreme sensitivity to lights, smells, and sounds, tingling and numbness in your hands and feet. They say you may feel migraine pain on one side of the head or both sides. They say that some people experience migraine with aura. Now, they say this phase typically occurs before the headache phase, but may occur alongside of the uh, headache phase. And they say aura may include flashes or sparks of light, tingling in the body, seeing heat waves. You know, when it looks like the, you know, the waves? Yeah. Difficulty speaking clearly or finding the right words, muscle weakness, okay? I hope you're taking notes because we need to make sure we're taking notes about this stuff here. Who gets migraines? They say people of um, any age can get a migraine, including children. They say certain factors can make you more prone to get Migraines, and they say migraine happens for most people between the ages of 18 and 44. Um, Regarding the gender, approximately three out of four with migraines are those females. Now, let me, I gotta say this as a side note because everything is so, you know, like up in the air. Instead of them just saying females, listen to how it's put. (laughs) They say approximately three out of four with migraine are those assigned female at birth. Isn't this just like stupid? 
isn't this just so dumb that you've got to be so, you know, technical? Listen, if you're a female, and we ain't talking about whether you are changing over, because if you change over to a female, you may not get the, you not, may not be the three out of four people. But because we're in such a sensitive society, and you got to make things so precise. Oh, give me a break already. Anyway, who gets migraines? They say genetically people with a family history of migraines are more likely to develop the condition. All righty. Now, they say um, what can trigger migraine attacks? Stress and anxiety, hormone changes, certain medications or overuse of medications, including hormonal birth control, steroids, and prescription pain relievers, poor sleep quality or sleep disorders, or, you know, like such as insomnia, sleep apnea, and changes in weather. Wow. Okay. Now... Here's where we're talking a little closer to um, the purpose of today's conversation. They're saying that certain foods can trigger migraines. So they say nitrate-rich foods such as cured meats and hot dogs. Okay? MSG, monosodium glutamate. That's that additive that's found in processed foods or in um, a lot in um, with Chinese food, Chinese food. Artificial sweeteners, they say especially aspartame. Tyramine, which is a chemical found in fermented foods such as aged cheeses and some kinds of fresh baked bread. They're saying that uh, an amino acid that's found in chocolate, nuts, citrus fruit, fruits, I'm sorry, soy foods, <clears throat> excuse me, and vinegar, alcoholic beverages like wine and beer, dairy products and ice cream, caffeine-containing beverages like coffee, Certain vegetables, including tomatoes and onions. Wow. Histamine-containing foods, including alcohol, fermented foods, dried fruits, and others. And gluten, a protein found in wheat. Wow. They say some studies suggest that the foods themselves might not be the problem, as we've heard. You know, a lot of things that I just named, it wasn't the food itself. It was the the um, the, the contents in the food. And they say instead food cravings and hunger may be the real root of the trigger as well. They say when people have food cravings due to low blood sugar, by the time they eat something, it's often too late. And a migraine attack may be already coming. And you may not be able to stop it. They say another possible culprit could be food temperatures. Eating or drinking something that's too hot or too cold may sometimes trigger a migraine attack. So be careful with your hot and cold drinks. 
They say that migraine can be treated with acetaminophen, such as Tylenol, ibuprofen, such as Advil, um, Excedrin migraine, which contains acetaminophen, aspirin, and caffeine. They say if your migraine attacks are more severe or frequent, a doctor might prescribe medications or treatments, and I do know people who do suffer from migraine attacks, and they do have a prescription. It's not, you know, something that they can take over the counter. It doesn't really do them much good. And what else are they saying? So they say also resting in a dark, quiet room helps some people. They say for extra help, a cold compress on the head can have a numbing effect. And there are some natural remedy remedies, excuse me, you can try, including supplements like fever few. I don't know what that is, but you can, you know, look it up if that's what you want to try. Magnesium, vitamin B, and omega-3 fatty acids, okay? And uh, let's see. Uh, foods that are good. So we're talking about those supplements, but foods and drinks are good for migraines, and you can get some of those magnesium-rich foods, such as those dark leafy greens, avocado and tuna, those omega-3 fatty acids, such as fish, like mackerel salmon, you can get some seeds and legumes. They say ketogenic foods. And um, those are those low in carbohydrate and high in fat foods like non-starchy veggies and eggs and water. They say maintaining good hydration is great for migraines. Okay, they say make certain changes to your eating habits. They say limit the sodium or fat and make sure you watch what you eat at all times. You know, again, I just got finished talking about, you know, just foods that have components in them. And um, just this week I ended up walking into an egg attack because I read the label and it didn't include certain things. So you want to make sure that you don't just pick up anything to eat. We talked about this last week, especially when you're hungry. You know, make sure you plan your day properly so that you can take your time and eat so that you can read everything and choose you know, wisely, because when we get hungry, we just start picking up stuff, you know, to just eat really quickly to satisfy that hunger, and sometimes it's the wrong thing, and everything is not labeled properly, so you want to make sure that, you know, you watch your body, you know, I always tell you, know your body, 
know your body, pay attention to everything that your body is feeling, you know, so you don't get those migraines. You know, those migraines kick your butt, I'm telling you. You do not feel the same. Remember, it's different than a regular headache to the point where they call it migraine attacks. So you don't want to walk into that. You don't want to walk into that because, again, although they have some over-the-counter um, drugs you can take, if those don't work, you can't take anything else for another six hours. So you want to make sure that you, you know, understand when you eat things, how your body feels um, thereafter so you can address and you can know the triggers, okay? Trust me when I tell you, when you have responses to food, you want to know what's going on at all times, Alrighty. Alrighty. So we got some quick news here this morning. We have this California man again, again, again. We're talking about doing these things. And, you know, kids are just stupid. I, I got to say, they are just, they don't pay attention. And you'll see why the kids are just so dumb. Okay, so you got this California man who's been, you know, who's guilty of killing three um, kids after they played a door prank. Now, a doorbell prank, to be more precise. Now, do you really want to prank people now in this climate where people are legitimately making mistakes and getting shot? Well, you have this, <laughs> this man who was at home minding his business, as I always say. And there were three kids. No, it was there were six kids. And they had a bet, I would like to say, where they say they dared one boy to either jump into a pool at night or play a ding-dong ditch. So they say that they uh, went to this house, they drove, they rang this bell, and when the man answered the door, he exposed his buttocks and then ran away and jumped in a car and they took off. Well, this gentleman decided to follow them because he said he feared for his family's safety and wanted to express his anger. He said he was extremely, extremely mad because of the prank. They said that he also testified to having at least 12 beers in his home prior to the prank. And he ended up running the kids down with the car. So he, like, rear-ended the car. And he did it a couple of times. And the car ended up running into a tree that the children were in. Now, his car 
was as fast was going as fast as ninety nine miles per hour. Can you imagine being rear ended at that speed? Well, the crash killed three of the uh, riders, 16 years old, all three of them. There was an 18-year-old driving the car and two 13-year-olds who were brothers to two of the 16-year-olds. So you had Daniel Hawkins and Jacob Ivascu who died and their brothers... Joshua Hawkins and Joshua Ivascu, who survived the crash. So um, parents have got to be devastated at this point. Um, Now check this out. They say that the man's house who they went to and they pranked, that he was already facing criminal charges in connection with an alleged domestic violence um, in uh, uh, episode in 2020. So clearly, you're talking about a person who has um, anger issues, and you didn't have any idea when you knocked on this man's door who you were dealing with. And that's why I said kids are just so stupid, because we just got finished talking last week about, you know, just being careful who you even speak to, how you handle and approach people, because you don't know. You don't know who you're dealing with. And here you go and incite somebody who's already walking around with anger issues. So... Uh, needless to say, he's facing some kind of time. They say that he was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder and three counts of attempted murder, and he's just waiting to be sentenced. So I know whoever (laughs) he had this domestic violence episode with, they probably had because his butt is going away Forever and forever. Because first of all, you said you had 12 beers. So needless to say, if nothing had happened, you were already messed up because you were drinking and driving under the influence. So your 12 beers had to impact the way you were driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what else we talking about this morning? Let's see. Hmm. Oh, boy. You got another story where three teens killed a pregnant woman due to give birth within several days. Oh, my goodness gracious. So you have this, um, this 19, uh, these three 19-year-old kids. Uh, who were arrested because they shot and killed a pregnant woman with a, in a case of mistaken identity. 
they say that she pulled up because she to this house because she had gotten a call from someone to come and pick them up. So she actually pulled up across the street from the home. And when she pulled up, these three teenagers pulled out guns and started shooting. And that's how they ended up killing her. They say that they were already standing outside of the home when she pulled up. And they claim that prior to her pulling up, there was another car who pulled up. And when they pulled up, they were shooting. So after they pulled off, I guess they figured when this car came back, and pulled up across the street and parked. They never really bothered to probably look in the car. They just assumed that this was the same, these were the same people, and they just started shooting. Oh my gosh. And they say that there was a, a part time corrections officer who was the owner of the car. And they suspect that he used, um, I'm sorry, that the car that the other people, um, the kids jumped in the car and left. So when they shot the woman, they jumped in the car and left. This particular car belonged to a corrections officer who was the owner of the car. And they say he was responsible for giving those kids the, the guns to use in the shooting. So not only are they going down, but so is this gentleman. He no longer has his position with the sheriff's department. He's also um, arrest, has been arrested and is now facing charges as well. Oh, my gosh. You know, you just, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. So for another bit of quick news, we've been talking about Jonathan Majors. Now, you know, we we talked about the fact that he lost quite a few endorsements when this all came out that he um, had assaulted this woman. And they say that he had a deal with the United States Army. Yeah. So he had filmed a U.S. Army recruitment ad. And when they heard about the um, arrest for the assault, that they snatched it back. They snatched back the, uh, the job from him. And they were concerned about losing money because they had um, really done this ad for for a particular, um, I think it was a sporting event. And, but, you know, after all of that, they decided to use some old stuff. (laughs) So they didn't lose as much money as they thought they would have lost. But this is just kind of showing how 
you know, one false move. One false move. Now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, how dare they? You know, how dare the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the, the U.S. Army? You know, um, they don't do anything about people who, uh, who are in the Army and do stuff. But yet they're going to snatch back his, um, his endorsement. They're saying that the Army is um, famous or infamous for covering up uh, assaults, sexual assaults, murders, and all kind of things. And now they're holding him accountable for anything. They're saying that um, Jonathan Majors should have never even signed on to do the the uh, ad for the U.S. Army because of what they stand for and what they don't do for their own people. You know, we always talk about the fact that the veterans, you know, they're here and they're homeless and they have mental illness and they're walking the streets and they don't, they don't get taken care of. And they're like, well, who, who I mean, who, 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 who left you in charge of being somebody who's going to dictate you know, what you do right and what you do wrong when y'all don't do right half the time. Well, that's the way the world works. Isn't that? Isn't it the way the world works? Everybody can point fingers, but no one, you know, wants to take personal accountability for what they either do or don't do. Uh, that ain't surprising to me. Not surprising at all. Also, really quickly, Carolyn Bryant Donham. You know, the Emmett Till accuser, well, she is now expired. She died um, at the age of 88. She was suffering, remember, with cancer, and um, she was in hospice care, and, you know, so now she's gone. And they're saying that, you know, shame on, you know, the uh, authorities who never made her pay for her wrongdoing, you know, even when she, you know, ended up coming out and saying, you know, that, uh, you know, he didn't do what she said he did, but they never, ever, ever um, made her pay for what she did. That really, 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 uh, you know, got a lot, a lot of attention. It's not even like it was something that was hidden or, you know, swept underneath the carpet. And they're like, this is just a, you know, travesty because why, you know, she spent eight, all these years up to the age of 88 walking around just as free as a bird. But listen, here's the thing. Are we really free as a bird? Man may not do anything, but God is the righteous judge. And if he deems that she did not, you know, pay and she should have, oh, he'll deal with her. He'll deal with her. He'll deal with her. So have no fear. God's got this one. What else are we talking about? We got a couple of minutes to talk about some news that we're going to chat about. Hmm. So we have this young man who is a basketball player, Anthony Edwards. So this, you know, all of these 
you know, it's not until I actually do the news that I see how much these things are linked together. So you got this Anthony Edwards, and he's a young, uh, you know, you, well, you know, these these um these um basketball players, they they they're drafted young, pretty young. He plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, after they lost the playoffs opportunity, you know, to go further in the playoffs, rather. He was angry, and as he went to the, as he was on his way to the locker room, he threw a, a folding chair. And when he threw the chair, it hit two women. And they have a video. They have the video of the incident, and it shows that when he was going towards the tunnel, in his frustration, he picks up the chair. He swings it wildly, and one woman, it grazed her, you know, chair grazed her, and another woman was hit, um, but neither one of the women were really injured. So now, now, they're saying that he can face major charges um, for this particular incident, and they are saying that he they, he's been charged with a misdemeanor third degree assault, which translates to that he knowingly or recklessly caused body bodily injury, and they're saying the video shows that he did not intend to hit either woman and either woman was not injured but yet this is what he's facing and you know again again in our anger in our frustration y'all not thinking so now you lose the game you lose a chance at going, you know, into the playoffs even further. And now you just pick up a chair and you throw it. And now you have to pay the price for that. So they're really hoping that, you know, despite the fact that they've said that these are the charges, that they would drop those charges because they shouldn't have had these charges in the first place. Well, who are we talking about? We talking about on this side of the fence. So are you surprised? Any opportunity you get or they get to charge you with these things, they're going to do it. And we keep walking into this stuff over and over and over again. This whole morning, just bad decisions. Just bad decisions this entire morning. All of these stories are people making bad decisions. And it's like, yo, when y'all going to think? When are you going to think? Bad decisions. Here we go again. So now they're hoping that. You know, they they change, and when he goes to 
court, I believe in June, that, you know, his, um, you know, he'll apologize and they'll accept the apology and blah, 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 blah. But if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so here we go with another case of bad decision-making. A Texas, Lord have mercy, a Texas family in their house, they live next to a man who's constantly shooting off his gun. Um, You may have heard this if you listen or watch the news. Constantly shooting off his gun. They go over and they nicely ask him to please stop firing his gun in his yard because the baby in their home was trying to sleep. So he's been drinking. He answers them with some explicits, needless to say. They go inside their home. Next thing you know, he goes over to their home with an AR-15 style rifle. And he starts shooting. And he ends up killing five people. Including a child. They say that a couple of the women who were killed were found lying over a couple of children. So they were um, protecting, you know, the children that were in the home. They were all shot, or several of them were shot from the neck up, execution style. What the, the child was eight years old who was killed. There were three others that were injured. Um, and at the time of the report, they didn't quite know their um, their status. But again, he runs off. Bad decision making. So you so big and bad. Why didn't you stay and get locked up? No, because you acting impulsively after drinking, and you realize what you did. Now there's still. I'm sure this is all over the news because it's you know as of last night there was still the manhunt going on for this shooter, and. You know, you, oh my goodness gracious, you know, you think about these things after you do it. Well, it's too late now, because you're going down. Whenever they find you, you're going down. You are going down. Let me talk to my, my ladies here and see what they have to say about this craziness. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Monday, Monday morning. Happy first of May on a Monday morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you doing over there? I am doing well. So happy to be in the land of the living. Amen. You know, all this morning, you know, talking about just bad decision-making, Tamika, bad decision-making. And we start off with these six kids in a car. The oldest is 18, youngest is 13. They decide to prank this man 
knock on his door. And uh, this is all from a dare. You know, they dare one of the kids to either jump um, in a pool after dark or either you ring, you know, you do this ding-dong ditch, as they call it. And he opts to do the ding-dong ditch. Probably would have been safer for him to jump in the water after dark. And he pulls down his pants when the man answers the door. This man who had had 13, at least 15 beers, prior to the kids knocking on his door, leaves, goes after the kids in a car, rams them at 99 miles per hour, and now three of the kids are dead. Bad decision-making all the way around, all the way around. Bad decision-making for the kids, bad decision-making for the drunk man. What do you think? I just think that, you know, it, it, it's sad. You know, these youth today, <laughs> I hate to keep complaining about it, but, but I mean, honestly, you know, you, you never know. People are crazy now. We, we, we got incidents. There's so much, so many of these stand your ground, you know. Um, and then, you know, as you can see, the gentleman used that. You know, you, you were so afraid. He turned his backside to you. How much more damage could that have been? You know, uh, I'm not seeing how you fear for your life by looking at somebody's backside. What, what did he have a gun in his backside? I, I'm not understanding. You know, but you gotta you gotta be a lot wiser. You know, because there's too many more, too many extra dangers that we didn't have when we were younger. And you can't just knock on anybody's door nowadays. You really can't. You have because you never know what the outcome is going to be, as we can see. Lives were taken because of something just literally bad decisions. You didn't you didn't think about the complex or, or what could happen. You, you figured it was harmless, and it obviously was not. I, I think these parents need to sit these kids in front of the news because how in the world have they missed the 16-year-old boy who was innocently, you know, wow. um, shot? You know, after knocking on the wrong door. I mean, all of these, the the, the cheerleaders um, who open up the doors um, in the mm-hmm. parking lot by mistake and, and was fired at. Um, I think one of them were killed. You know, this, this has just been a string of these occurrences. And how do you decide that you're going to intentionally knock on someone's door, and like you said, you know, come on, you really, you, you feared for your life only because you were buzzed, and, you know, there's no way you could have felt, you you know, fear for your life when he pulled his pants down and ran. How you feel for your life when somebody running from, you know, run running from the scene exactly. of crime? You know, so, again, you know, the, the, for this morning's stories, you know, this started off with a string of bad decision-making because we then end up talking about <clears throat> the teens who, who shot and killed the pregnant woman, you know, when they thought that sh- she was the one, you know, driving the car to the, you know, of the, the guys who had just come through the block and fired. They're standing outside afterwards after the people pull off in the car and when she pulls up and parks across the street 
they think it's the car that's just pulled off, and they start shooting at the car, only to find out that this was a pregnant woman in the car, um, fully, you know, ready to give birth any day, and now she lost her life, you know, going to do something nice for someone. But you don't pay attention to the details. You pull out your guns and you start shooting. 19 years old. Bad decision-making, Tamika. Bad decision-making. Another reason why you don't give youth access to that type of artillery, that type of equipment, you know, and... When they're looking at something, you know, a lot of times they're not, they're, nobody's looking at a license plate. You know, oh, that's a brown car. Oh, that brown car just left. That, that's the same car. You know, you made an assumption. And mm-hmm. your rash movement caused you to take not one life, but two lives. And, you know, I hope that the, the officer that gave them access to, to the artillery, I hope he really, really gets it. You know, because, I mean, you, you gave that to a child, and then what? And you walked off. You know, that didn't make yep. any sense. And now, now two lives are down. Yep. Yep. And they're calling this feticide. I, didn't I tell y'all every week you turn, yeah. every time you turn around, mm-hmm. they got another, <laughs> they got another charge. They, they're calling this feticide. When you kill from the inside, on the, not from the inside, some a, a child on the inside, feticide is what they're calling it. So you're now facing how much now? How much now you're facing because you just didn't check out. Now, uh, you may not want to check out the details if you think somebody's going to shoot at you, but then why are you standing outside, Tamika? Somebody that just drove by shooting, you going to stand outside and wait for them? How dumb is that? How dumb Absolutely is Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> just brilliant. <laughs> How dumb is that? All right. So you got Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves who, in his frustration, picks up a chair, throws it at, you know, it kind of throws it in the air. And it hits two women. Grazed. You know, nobody's really hurt. But now they're charging him with third-degree assault, which says that he knowingly or recklessly caused bodily injury. No one really has much bodily injury. But, again, they're charging us. They're charging us. I mean, keep your fingers crossed and say your prayers, brother, because they're coming for you. Am I am, am I the one who's thinking this way alone? No. Um, I, I remember, you know, last week when Eldon and Natisha brought up the idea that, you know, we have to live differently. We have to react differently um, on this side of the fence because they're looking for us. You know, we, we, you know, not that you intend to be, but you're marked people, you know, just by, yep. unfortunately, the color of your skin. And so, you know, we're also, you you think about it, when you get to that status where people know you without you having to say, hey, I'm such and such, they're looking for a dollar. You know, honestly, they're looking for a dollar. And, and, you know, when you've got that type of mind, 
you could throw the chair in the Bronx, and I, I'm in Brooklyn and go, ow, and I'll fall out and faint, you know, and, and have an ambulance there. You know, I won't move the ambulance just because there's a dollar, you know, attached to it. You know, you great, you got grades because you specifically did it. Your name is attached to it. Now, I'm going to fall out. I'm going I'm to let the ambulance come. I'm not moving. I'm not blinking. Uh, you know, you can call my name. I won't answer just so that I can get a dollar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not thinking, again, just a whole slew of bad decisions. And our final bad decision was the man in Texas who they say they could tell that this is his habit, Tamika, because they said all the shell casings in the yard, this is his pastime. So you shooting guns off in your yard. Thank God to date no one's been hurt. And when they go over to ask you, please stop shooting your gun in the yard because our baby's trying to sleep. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Would you have gone over there? I was already thinking that before you even mentioned it. I said, I'm not going to, you know, as soon as I hear the pop off, you know, uh, I'm calling 911. I'm, I, why would I even bother to go over there? You're obviously unhinged because you're shooting it off, you know, and bullets don't have a name. You know, bullets, depending on how you shoot, it can go through, through the wall, through, through the concrete, into somebody's home, and, and the light. You know, so you're already unhinged. You know, and so for me to go over there and ask you, I've had incidents where neighbors are playing music. And instead of me going over there, and I would love to go over there, but I already see you've been drinking. I could hear, you know, all of the chaos going on. It doesn't make any sense for me to go over there then, much less when you're shooting off. That's definitely not the time for me to go over there. So, um, you know, and I'm not saying that anybody deserved anything because they certainly did not, you know, um, the, the end result. But, whew. Gosh, all these lives, and and you know when you were telling me that women were laying on top of it, oh, my yeah. heart just bleeds for that. Like you laid on top of your child to save them, and even the child didn't wasn't even you know safe in in your presence. So you don't respect anybody, adult, child, anything. Yep, they say that the shooting, several of them were killed execution style, shot from the neck up. Um, they say several people were injured. You know, there were 10 people in the house. They said altogether there were 10 people in the house. And I'm sorry, all our brains put together should have figured out, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just call the cops, and he don't know who called at that point because they, they don't know, they don't care, they just... Goodness gracious, um, bad decision-making all the way across. And, and, and you can't, like you said, you can't fault them because they didn't do anything wrong. But it's just the climate that we're living in. It's the climate we live in now that you just can't take those, those kind of chances. You can't. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlene. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning. How are you today, my darling? I am 
well, thank you. I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? Sinuses, but I'm good. All righty. We're going to pray for those sinuses so you can get some relief over there. Uh, it's been a whole lot of rain thank this you. weekend, so I was hoping that these sinus sufferers would get a little relief. Uh, but we're going to keep you lifted in prayer. We're going to keep you lifted in prayer. All right. We're talking about this Anthony Edwards from the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, young guy. Uh, just lose my cool. You know, I'm, I'm walking in the tunnel of the, you know, of the arena. I think it's kind of safe to pick up a chair and toss it. But unfortunately, you weren't in the clear. Um, from the people all that much because it didn't only hit one person, it hit two. You know, facing these charges, um, you know, we're targeted all the time. So I'm not saying that another ball player would not have gotten this, but you know we going to get this here. Uh, what's your thought? Bad decision-making? Well, yes, it is, but... We do know that we become angry. Um, they've been throwing chairs and was uh, smacking over. Um, what's that? The Gatorade, that big thing, you know. Yeah. Um, fine. Uh, Nobody got hurt, right? Am I correct? No. Yeah, they said there was no Somebody. real bodily injury done. Thank God. Amen. But you see, even that. But you know, like. It has been said, we are targets. You know, they have to make uh, a big thing when it's us, you know. So, but they could have did what they normally do. You find them. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't hurt anybody. But for them to mm-hmm. charge him like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're finding these guys left and right these days for every little thing they're doing because they want to make sure that, you know, listen, we pay you millions of dollars. You're going to find a way to act right. You know, and, and you know, there. I think it was last week where there was, um, an, or a week before there was another incident of a, a ball player getting angry because something happened during a game and in the – he was in the crowd. He was like, you know, they were sitting, and he did something, and it affected somebody out there, a, 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 a guest, one of the people who were attending the game. So, you know, come on, y'all know better. You need to get yourselves together, especially when you are on this side of the fence, because like you said, you know, so now y'all going to call the cops, really? You're going to call the cops for someone who just picked up a chair and tossed it. And like they said, video shows, it wasn't intentional. It just showed that there was a frustration level, and he did that. But now he's got to go to court for this. And I agree with Tamika. You know there's going to be some civil charges because everybody won a dollar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody. Money. That's what they see. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Oh, my old leg fell off. You know? Yeah. All that. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a dollar. All right. Now, my question for this next Texas incident, and again, we're not saying, please do not misconstrue this as I'm saying or any one of these ladies are saying that they did anything wrong, 
but, you know, he's over there firing shots. Now, I'm going to go back to say that when the cops got over there, they say based on the, uh, the number of shell casings in the yard, this is what he did. This was his norm, to stand outside and fire off his gun. It wasn't just from that night. So that means that this ain't the first night y'all heard these gunshots. Would you have gone over there because your baby needed, you know, you wanted to make sure that the baby, you know, remained asleep? Absolutely not. And that's what I thought of, too, that this is nothing new. And y'all know that this is something that he did. I'm sure people have called the cops before on him because of the shooting. Um, but, no, I would not have went and knocked on your door because I actually I was surprised that he let them go back to the house. Because mm. by him being here doing it, you would have thought that, what? You telling me to do what? Right there, bang, bang, bang. Right. And then, right. you know, just like that person, not everybody, the whole household. Yeah. You know, so he thought about it, right? He thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's what's going to snag him because it's been said that this was a stand your ground. And they're like, no, it wasn't because, first of all, if he may have gotten off with that little excuse had he fired immediately. But because he did not, and they went home, and they said once they left his presence, he lost that mm-hmm. argument. He lost that argument because mm-hmm. in your ground, had he shot right then, he could have easily said he felt like he was being threatened. But because he actually, they walked off, and actually he went over to their home, he lost that fight. So, you know, you're big and bad, you're going to shoot off your gun, but now you're on the run. Now they're looking for you. Well, you all big and bad on the, on, on, at, in your yard. Stand there and wait. But I, too, would not have. I, I just wouldn't have because these people, they, are, they, they just, they're not, they're, they're not here. <laughs> you know, they are really mentally gone. And you know what? We would have just, listen. Ten people in the house, we would have spent. We would have gone round and round and round, letting people rock rock the baby back to sleep. I would not have gone over there because people are too unpredictable, and the climate we're living in is just it's just too much. It's just way, way, way too much. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Say that again. I just wanted to. I just wanted to say this. Absolutely, because we don't know who our neighbors are. You know, back in the day, remember, everybody knew their neighbors. They kept yep. their doors open. You were able to come back and forth. Nowadays, especially with these guns, you don't never know. You never know. I don't tell nobody to turn nothing off. I don't tell nobody whatever. Call somebody and let them go over there and knock on the door or whatever. But it won't be me. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you ladies. I'm doing everything in secret. Nobody got to know I did anything. And, you know, we're going to leave it like that because you, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not approaching you and possibly regretting it later. You know, this is, this, you 
actually went in the house with an assault rifle. You really mm-hmm. lost your mind. And I'm going to tell you something. He went inside and got that assault rifle. That's not what he was standing outside shooting with. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's another reason why, you know, yeah, that wasn't the gun. That wasn't the gun. Uh, he wasn't standing outside shooting with an assault rifle. He went, He must have gone inside and gotten the gun. And that's who he, um, you know, that's who he. That's what. That's who. That's what he took over to that house and shot up all those people. So, oh my gosh, I don't know which side of the fence this is on, either the neighbors or him. Um, I guess if you look at the news, they may have shown pictures of him, but they know who they're looking for. So whether he's running or not, they'll eventually find him. They'll eventually find him. So, I don't know. Uh, thank you, ladies, for our conversation regarding our news. I was actually looking. Um, last week I saw this, but then we ended up running against the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the story of the couple, the divorce couple. But I was looking at this article, and they're talking about why people cheated. These wild stories of why people cheated. And I wanted to know what you thought about these excuses. And one of the one of the one of the reasons says, uh, you know, being wanted is very addicting, especially if you aren't often. The shame makes it worse. Strangely enough, you can't really talk to anyone about being tempted or even crossing the line. There's no support system from friends and or family who tell you that you're an idiot. Oh, now here's the funny part. Shanti's always says that, you know, women will approach other women about what we're doing. You know, we don't have a problem approaching women about, you know, and telling our girlfriends, yo, you know, you know that's messed up or whatever. But men, on the other hand, they don't approach their brothers, if you will, regarding the things that they do. They don't hold them accountable for the stuff you do. Now, here you have it where there's a guy who's literally saying it. He says, but there's no support system from your friends or family who tell you that you're an idiot. What, I'm going to come to you first, um, Lady Tamika. What do you think about this excuse? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you should have enough in your own brain to realize, okay, you know what? This person doesn't deserve such and such or, you know, I, I'm treating this person, you know, incorrectly. You know, why do you need that? You know, you mean to tell me, you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong because you don't tell anybody. You know, and people crack me up with that. Oh, well, I didn't. Yes, you did. You knew it because you didn't tell your friends. You didn't tell your family. You didn't tell anybody about it because you figured that somebody, especially a female friend, will tell you. I've seen situations, and we've even seen it on the broadcast, where if we ask a question, you know, and you ask on a Wednesday, you get a totally different answer than you get on a Friday. (laughs) 
that out, Tamika. <laughs> nice way to lay that out. Nice way to lay that out. And, and it's true. It's true. We don't have a problem, like, you know, challenging, even in love, you know, one another when we don't agree. But, boy, does that happen outside of that Wednesday? Nice way to lay that out. I, I, I like the I like the layout. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pastor Charlene. You know, here's a guy say, "Hey, I don't get no help. My family, my friends, you know, they don't tell me. I don't have a support system. Boy, do they have a way of using words." Absolutely. Well, what happens is they should. They do know. And whatever they can get away with, that's what they do. And they act like they don't understand. <laughs> that's one. Second of all, you're right. We will check each other, you know, um, talk to each other. And because the guys, what they just do is, yeah, man, you, yeah, you got it, you got it, you know, and just really much coach because the blind leading the blind. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness Yeah a lot You know it said that They don't want to be They don't want to confront Because they don't want to be confronted You know So right. you know you, you don't really say anything Because you don't want nobody saying nothing to you You know that's another reason why Their mouths are pretty much shut But I like the way you two ladies Have laid that out really The blind leading the blind And uh the comparison in the days here on his due time. Wow, I like it. All right. Here's one that says, I'll step up and honestly, I'll step up and answer honestly. I was too afraid of hurting my then girlfriend's feelings to break up with her, so I cheated. It seemed to justify the behavior in my brain. I realized I was so unhappy with this woman, it drove me to cheat. At times, I thought I was going nuts. It doesn't justify it, but it was me acting out. I eventually dumped her when I couldn't stand her behavior anymore and yet still felt guilty. Go ahead, Lady Tamika. Today, you're going to be our anchor pastor, Charlotte. Uh. I, I I have heard something like that, and it did, it didn't make sense to me because I'm not going to willingly put myself through agony, you know. We're and and let me just let me make, let me just ask for clarity. This is a date. We're not married, right? We're we're dating, correct? Right. This is not someone who you're married so, to. Right. So I'm not going to willingly put myself through agony of being like, you know, I can't even stand looking at you. You know, and then it, it it comes to an extreme. I mean, who says that we're going to get married? We're dating. So that's the area where you're trying to get familiar with one another. And if I feel like you're not fitting the the bill, then I'm not going to continue to, to put myself through that. But I actually have heard a gentleman say something like that, and it just didn't make sense to me. Like, why allow yourself? You know, a lot of times the way that we think and the way that gentlemen think are, entirely different and 
we may never actually get to as much as read up that we can do. We we may never understand why they do the things that they do. I'm I'm lost as well. I'm lost as well. Pastor Shauna, what's your word on this one here? He didn't want to. He didn't want to break up with her. He didn't want to hurt her feelings, but he decided to cheat. Well, he was just doing. He didn't be with the right woman because he he lucky because of the fact that uh, dating can still get you hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he decided to walk away. Um, would have been the best thing for him, you know. But uh, evidently, he didn't run into the, you know, to scare him a little bit, just a little bit. Don't hurt him, just scare him a little bit, and he won't cheat no more. But but here's my thing, ladies. Here's my thing. You don't want to hurt my feelings but you'll cheat on me. So would that not hurt my feelings? Tamika, that would hurt my feelings if you cheated on me? Apparently to him it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. But that doesn't make sense because you're going to do it anyway. Ultimately, the end result is my feelings are going to be hurt. So why bother? Why not just go ahead and end it as opposed to putting me through more agony because you decided to cheat on me? Oh, that's my thought, Pastor Charlene. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely it's going to hurt. But the thing is, where he's, he's feeling that he knew who to cheat on. See, a man will know who he should do what to because if you let him get away with it. So that's why he stayed. That's why he stayed. Because depending on what kind, he might have got somebody that, you know, no matter what, I could take a half a man. How many times he talked about that? I right, got one. Right, right. Right? So sometimes okay. he know who to do it to and who not to, you know. But it's at his yeah. own risk. You know, you're taking a chance yeah. at your own risk. Well, you're right. Because at the end, how do you end up saying that you end up leaving her anyway. Then you could have mm-hmm. left from the beginning. You didn't have to go through all of that. If you're going to end up leaving anyway, you know, you're talking about this person has put you through so much and all this kind of stuff. Listen, he's such a liar. He is such That's- a liar. Such I'm, a liar. I'm sorry, Pastor Steph. I just wanted to say this. There are some men... That's not going to leave you even though they want to until they find something else. Yep, yep, and that's, that's why he's lying. Yep, I agree. I agree. And that's why I said he's such a liar because he mm-hmm. messed around long enough until he found someone he cheated with who he preferred. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. That ain't that, oh, I finally decided to leave because I couldn't take it no more. If, listen, if it was bad on Monday, it's going to be worse on the Monday after next. Cut it out. You know it's just going to be bad. So, I, 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 no, he's a liar. He's a straight liar. Oh, let's see what else they talking about this day. I was really into partying, and she wasn't. We were both science majors and smart. 
<laughs> we both loved running, and it was great. But we didn't have fun together the way I thought we would. A woman I was hooking up with the year before came on to me at a party, and I went with it with much regret. I never told my significant other, and a month later she cheated on me, so I broke up with her. I was around 19 years old. All right. Tamika, what are we talking about here? So we following through on bad decisions. You know, um, I remember um, Pastor Kale um, mentioning just the fact that there's availability. So while things are not necessarily working right with you and me, I'm going to go dabble in this a little bit, you know. Um, and obviously, if there is tension on your part, you have to think that there has to be some tension on the other part. So now neither one of y'all are wise because you're doing the same thing to each other. You know, this is just one big ball of mess. Just take the whole piece of paper and just ball it up, throw it in the garbage. Cause this just doesn't make sense to me. It's just like, <laughs> why? Ah, <laughs> oh, shucks now. All right, Pastor Charlene. They both science majors and smart. For real? <laughs> <laughs> Not too smart. Right? Exactly. For real? Exactly. For real. No. Um, you, she, you was at the club. You met somebody. I'm trying to make sure that I got it right. He was at the club. He met somebody. And then she ended up cheating on him as well. Correct? Yep. Okay. And he broke up with so, her. He broke up with her because she cheated, Pastor Charlotte. Because hers came out. It just so happened that. His didn't, so he felt that he needed to do that. Mm. Okay. So, anyway, he already wanted, he was trying to find a way. He didn't want to be with you, and since he found out that you cheated, he used that. But when she found out that he cheated, it would be a whole other situation, too, because you cheated first. So is it tip for tat? Is that what they was doing? They smart. And this is my first time reading these. So, you know, I, I tell you, I like for my response to be authentic, like your responses. And uh, when I read, we both science majors and we smart. You starting off with that? You already didn't turn me off because now I'm like, no, nah, y'all done did something stupid. <laughs> if you got to tell me you smart, then you didn't did something dumb. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, now, now I, I don't know about y'all. Once, once I heard that part, I was like, okay, something stupid about the follow-up. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All righty. The general excuse I used to make myself feel better about my actions were we weren't compatible anyway, but that had nothing to do with the damage I caused to her heart. I'm a little more remorseful and try to be considerate these days, but I fully expect karma to come through an egg on my face any day now. (laughs) Should he expect what goes around comes around, Tamika? The movie Boomerang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the games that you play, it's going to come back and get you. You're going to find that one that you just... 
ooh, you know, yeah, yeah, every time you think about her, your eyes just twinkle, you know. And uh, you, you're going to end up finding somebody that you really, really like, and she's going to be using you, you know. Everything, every act that you do, it ricochets, you know. You got one of those little things, boomerang, you send it out, trust and believe. When you least expect it, you're going to fall flat on your face. And it is going to hit them, and, and, and you know, Mama told you days, you know, there'll be days like this, and, and, and trust and believe. Keep living. It's going to happen. Uh, uh. Tamika took it back to Mama told you. Uh, Pastor Charlotte. Absolutely. Absolutely, it comes back. It made me have a flashback. It was this guy that I was dating, oh, God, a, a thousand years ago now. And I remember um, he was so so nice, and it was a blizzard outside, and he went and bought me some, I don't, I don't eat soup, but he bought me some soup and he, some ginger ale, all of this, and I was so mean to him, <laughs> I was, I was so mean to him, and I was like, he's so nice, you know, because back then, that was my thug life, what, what, gotta get that thug, gotta get that. And so I cut him loose. <laughs> I cut him loose. And when I tell you, like, Lady Tamika, you just said, oh, yeah. I I hadn't had one of them in a long time. <laughs> really nice wow. with how he was. Yeah, I I had some bad choices that I had made in between. Yes. Wow. Wow. You know, and my mama it, told me you was should have been nice to him because he left my house crying. Yeah. Wow! 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 Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Why did you treat him mean? What were you mean? Because he was just too nice. Everything that I wanted, he did. Um, and I'm like, oh, see, I'm the type. You got to keep me in my place. You got to say no to me sometimes. You got to say, no, you can't do this, no. But it was like everything was yes, yes, yes. And I was young. Wow. I was like 19. I don't even know if I was. No, because I was, got married at 19. So I'm going to say I had to be about 17. <laughs> you know, I've heard people say things like that. Like, oh, you know, they were so nice. I just mistreated them. And it never made sense to me. I, I never, I, I, to this day. I have I can't pick up on that concept. It just doesn't click for me, you know. I've, and I've heard that many, many, many times. You know, somebody was so nice, I just dogged them out. And I'm like, what? I never, it, it just never clicked. It, and still to this minute, it, it hasn't okay. clicked yet. Well, oh, you about me, to explain it? What, happened, what happens is when you're not accustomed or, or appreciated, don't understand it, whatever word you want to use, that um, it just doesn't feel right for you. Like I said, back then, you know, I was hooking with the drug dealers. I was hooking, you know, with the rough guys, you know. And so my personality of, you know, y'all don't know that, that sometimes that, you know, I want what I want. And that got to be my way. So when I back then I was worse than what I am today. <laughs> so oh, Lord. I didn't appreciate <laughs> yes. yes. So I didn't appreciate oh, you know, um 
of that. I didn't have that. He was, like, really nice and, you know, just really, really, really nice, really nice. And we had bumped into each other being grown, him married, I'm married, and, you know, and I saw him one time, and I had to say, you know what, I really need to apologize to him. But I didn't do it that day, and I say, from this day, if I ever see him again, I'm going to have that conversation with him. Because I was really mean to him. I was really mean to him. I took what he gave me, you know, and it's just that where you are at that moment. And that's how that was. Okay. I'm sorry. I repent on the radio. I'm sorry, Lord. I did it wrong. You never know who might be on there. Pastor Shelley, he's probably not listening. You never know. You never know. Or his brother. And then I'll tell you no. Look, don't you know who he is? You know you got a twin. It's two of y'all. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to say a name. But I'll be paying. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> you know, follow you when you do bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something that I did think about, ladies. Here's something that I did think about, and and you know what, Pastor Charlotte, you kind of walked into it when 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 I read the um when I read this 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 uh, statement. And as Tamika was talking, something crossed my mind when I asked, you know, uh, when when you were saying that, you know, yes, when I asked, do you are you going to reap what you sow? Sometimes you will never, um, you 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 may not reap what you sow in that essence. More than you may have to live with that. God may allow you to just live with that. And and it's funny because, Pastor Charlene, as you said, you know, you had an opportunity to apologize but opted not to for whatever the reason is. And now here we are. <laughs> You're apologizing, you you know, again, that you if you had another opportunity to do so, you know, which we know that's, you know, we don't ever know if it will happen if you'll get another opportunity. But sometimes God just kind of lets you live in that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was thinking about when Tamika was talking. We hadn't even gotten to Pastor Charlene yet. And I was like, you know what, sometimes that's your punishment, to kind of eat that thing and, you know, you'll never do it again just from the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll never, you know, forget what you did and how bad you made someone else feel for literally no reason, like you said, Pastor Charlene. And, you know, you ended up <laughs> talking about you repenting right here, right now. And, um, you know, but know that that might be something, not you, Pastor Charlotte, necessarily. I'm just saying, because like I said, this came to my mind when Tamika was talking. And I'm like, wow, you know, we don't know. Sometimes that stuff lies dormant just so we don't make that same mistake, just so that we don't make that same offense. You know, we don't do it anymore because, you know, we think about how, you know, he says he hurt her heart. And, you know, maybe that that's what he was left with. So he would never hurt nobody's heart again. So you never know. You never know. But hopefully maybe, Pastor Charlotte, for your sake, the brother, the twin is listening. 
Yeah, she'll pass the message on. <laughs> but but I but I do want to make um, say this, um, and you're absolutely right. From that day forward, when things come up, and just going back to what you said. When things do come up, that how I have, that does come to mind. That does come to mind of how okay. I treated him. And it does, you know, and it stays with you, um, just like you said. So that is a true statement of knowing from my own experience. And I think that when I finally will let it go is when I do have that opportunity, if I do um, have that opportunity again, to apologize, and I think that then will be that time when it will be able to free me up because I had an opportunity and I didn't take it. And well, what happened? I do it, I Let really me ask know. you, what happened? That were you, did you think about it the same way at the time and you just didn't or it just didn't cross your mind at the time? What happened that you didn't apologize? I didn't think of it. When I saw him... You know, we did the general talk, hey, how you doing, how you been? You know, and then he was telling me about his, his life. I was telling him about mine. When it hit me is after we departed. Okay, okay. I didn't think of it when I was standing there with him. You know, okay, and then okay. after, you know, we walked away from each other. And even if, I wish I would have thought of it, even if he was still in sight. But he wasn't even in sight, you know, like turn around. Oh, right, you know what? let me right. run back to him and say. Right. But I didn't think of right. it then. I thought about it later on after I thought of, you know, going, because that's what God do here, bring stuff back to memories, right? So here I go right. going back and thinking, it's like, Dad, I should apologize, you know, uh, for what I had done to him, you know, because they had talked about it. It was in the neighborhood. They talked about it how you destroyed him, I was like, get out of here, stop playing, you know, and you wasn't really nice to him, and I thought about my ways. So you're right, it does stay with you, and I just always felt that until I had that opportunity just to say it to him, you know, unless, you know, something is a way that I'm not going to be able to, but I always feel like if I ever see him, that's going to be the first thing that's going to come out of my mouth, my mouth. No, Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Forget about how I'm doing. I'm so sorry. Did he tell people? How did people know how you treated him? He told them and I told them because I didn't care. Wow. You were out there yeah. like that? Yes, ma'am. I was. Wow. It was all about me. It was all about me. Um. The sun rose because I walked in, you know, the party didn't get started till I get there. That that was my life. Wow. And you didn't wow. give me what I want, you got cut off. You didn't give me what I want, you was out. It was all about me. It was all about wow, me. Wow, wow, wow. Now it's all about right. you. Because I need to know that it's all about Jesus now. It's not about me no more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad I know you in your present life, not in your former life. Whoa, baby. Yeah. Wow. I was a little rough back then. Okay, okay. Wow. Well, ladies, you have been fantastic this morning. 
Thank you so much for this conversation. My prayer is that someone heard something, you know, that they can now make applicable to their life. You have a blessed day. Y'all do the same. Have Pray a for me. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, child. Thank you. We will. We shall. We shall. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a conversation. We are at the top, you know, I always call it the top of the hour, where we get our switch tip for the week. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, Pastor Seth. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. I'll give you a quick second to comment. On anything you heard the ladies talk about today, what do you think about some of those excuses about the cheaters, about the cheating? Lies. Um, anything <laughs> lies. You know, both sides do it. Men do it. Women do it. If you're um, speaking about men, you know, anything that they can say that will help them justify it at least 2% in their brain, they're going to do it. But I, I completely agree with, with what you said. If you're so now turned off from me and or this relationship, instead of just walking away, you're now going to start a whole other relationship and now try to juggle between a relationship you really want and a relationship you don't want anymore, that sounds stupid. No, you still see the convenience in what you supposedly don't want anymore but you're still going to now try to find something else that you feel pleases you a little more. So it's just a bunch of lies. All righty. Thank you so much for your comment. Uh, Switch tip time. What you got for us tonight, for tonight, today? Today I got the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat, and our switch tip 147 is get rid of the persona. And persona is synonymous with impersonator, which means someone who imitates, takes as a role model, or copies the behavior or actions of another. Another definition of impersonator is to pretend to be another person as entertainment or in order to deceive someone. Now, the more we become, as we become a lot more knowledgeable of God and God's word and his traits, Jesus' traits, and God opens, you know, he exposes us to the mystery behind his word. We understand that there is no gray area. We are either for or against God. If you are not for him, you are automatically against him, which means you are automatically for the devil. So there are two different personalities you have to choose to follow. You can either choose to follow God's characteristics and his personality and follow after him, or by default, for some people actually really sit and say, I'm going to choose the other side, they sit and they learn about the enemy and his traits, and they choose consciously or subconsciously to follow that those traits and that personality or take the enemy as a role model instead of taking God and Jesus as a role model. And, of course, those of us who are blessed to be baptized and have the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are then implanted. See how strategic God is? We are implanted 
He implants his traits and his personality within us, which makes it a lot easier to become acclimated and groomed in who God in Jesus is. And what I've been seeing a lot of within myself and with others, especially since I've noticed how God has helped me make an entire switch, and it doesn't mean I don't get angry sometimes, but I have I see and feel a drastic change in even when I get upset. There are times where I notice I push myself to be angry. And a lot of that comes with, like, there's still some residual pride and this whole thing, don't think they're going to try to play me and, you know, I don't want to look soft and if I don't retaliate even verbally, now they feel like they can continue to do this. And see, God, I ain't seen nothing the last time. I hear this five minutes later and they're still going to what you want me to do. And what I've realized is, and what God has helped me to realize, of course, is when I'm pushing myself to be angry, I'm pushing myself to imitate the devil, not imitate Jesus. Because Jesus, going back to our first six tip, possesses quiet strength. The enemy does not possess quiet strength. He is wrong and loud, as my niece says about someone. He lives in a loud world. There was nothing <laughs> subtle about especially as of late, where way, 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 way back in the day, even when us millennials were kids, the enemy still tried to be roll with it. You know, he would really go through the back door. Now he's just like, listen, ain't no time for all that. I just got to be blunt. This is me. This is who I am. This is how I'm trying to trip you up. Okay, so we have to really make sure that we're understanding that we have to get rid of these personas, especially when God is calling our name, whether you are baptized or not, because I'm watching that also with someone. Whether you're baptized or not, whether you have made the choice yet to follow him or not, he is calling your name and you are still trying to hold on to imitating the behavior and the actions of the enemy, that is really, really scary because God is really allowing you to see quick and hard where those actions and behaviors will take you. Matthew 7, 21-23 in the New Limited Translation reads, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of the Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. And see, if I'm a non-believer and I read this, am I really going to care? No. Because I really ain't trying to do nothing to get in the good graces of Jesus and God. But if I am a believer and if I am someone who says I am a Christ follower, and you telling me that despite what I thought I was doing, I was really impersonating the enemy, I'm going to be mad. And what you mean you don't know me? Didn't I do all of this for you? No, because you didn't follow the will of my father. You followed the will of the lowercase father, the enemy. Because you keep trying to hold on to the behaviors and the traits of the enemy instead of surrendering your desires to God and doing what he told you to do, how he told you to do it, and when he told you to do it. Okay, Second John 1, 10-11, message version reads, If anyone shows up who doesn't hold to this teaching, don't invite him in and give him the run of the place. That would just give him a platform to perpetuate his evil ways, making you his partner. 
The definition of perpetuate is to keep alive, to keep going. So I'm going to reread that with the definition. If anyone shows up who doesn't hold to this teaching, don't invite him in and give him the run of the place. That would just give him a platform to keep alive or to continue his evil ways making you his partner and with reading these two verses that came to mind was the story Pastor Steph did a few months ago with the church allowing the LGBTQ community to come in and teach classes. This is one of those blatant things that the enemy is doing. And whoever was running that ministry allowed that person to continue in their evil ways. So just with that leader has now did. He has now become a partner with someone who is trying to uphold the persona of the enemy, which means now you, leader, are trying to hold the persona of the enemy. So just because you're not a part of that community, you weren't leading the class because you gave room for it, you were pretty much good. You might as well have dressed up like them and did the same thing. Very, very scary. Second Corinthians 11, 14-15, New Living Translation reads, but I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. So we have to make sure we are making the conscious decision of making the switch from upholding the behaviors and the actions and the personality and the trait of the enemy. Because, listen, even when we are trying to, like, there's a celebrity right now who has made it known, I think this this is just what I heard, but they are now trying to follow another celebrity who seems very successful in our eyes. and, And it's like, okay, but you don't know what they're doing to get that success. You don't know what they're sacrificing. You don't know how God is looking at that person. Is this something that God would want you to follow behind? But all you're doing is looking at the money and the fame and the notoriety and the clout and the attention that this celebrity is getting. But are you really surprised that this is what, because, again, this is how he presents himself. He presents himself as the angel of light. So we have to make sure we're making a switch of, of opposing the persona because at the end of the day, it's the enemy's persona that we're really trying to uphold, not man, and making sure that we are following the behaviors, the actions, and the traits of God and Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you for that switch tip, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. All right. All right, let's get this benediction. We're going back to the old school. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. You know, <laughs> you know, just kind of going through the, what do you call it, the, the excuses that were used by those men, you know, as to why they cheat. You know, it, it made me think of our relationship with, with Christ. And, you know, there's always an excuse, always an excuse as to why we do what we do or why we don't do 
you know, why we don't do what we don't do. And, you know, a lot of times we know what we've done is wrong. Excuse me. And, you know, it sounds a lot when I read these, um, these excuses, it sounds a lot like they were scrambling for excuses. They were scrambling for reasons. They were scrambling, you know, as to why, to justify why they did or they didn't. You know, you have the one, you know, that, you know, he says, well, you know, uh, being wanted is, is very addicting, you know, and I don't have the friends or the family to point out, you know, what I'm doing is right or wrong. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, you have the other one, you know, well, I didn't like her and, you know, she, you know, there, there was nothing that, you know, we, you know, I really wanted in her anymore and, you know, I couldn't stand the way she was behaving and, you know, so therefore I cheated on her and, you know, after a while I just ended up, you know, dropping her and you had the other one, you know, we're science majors and we're smart and, you know, there's someone who came, you know, out of nowhere from a couple of years earlier and, you know, now, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, now when I look around, she's making a move on me and, you know, it was there. You know, like like Tamika said, it was convenient. And, you know, you just think about all the things that we, <laughs> how we treat God. How we treat God and, you know, the the the, uh, the excuses that are used when, um, when we do the things we do or when we don't do what we're supposed to do and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, you think about, how God is accepting this stuff here. And I think if we were to think more soberly on the things we do, you know, we won't end up being like, you know, Shantice, the verse she read, you know, and at the end where people are going to say, God, didn't I do this in your name and didn't I do that in your name? And, you know, um, God's going to say, no, just just go ahead. Get away from me. You workers of iniquity, I know you not. And, you know, I don't even want to think about the day that would happen. But even if you think about now, even if you think about, you know, currently just being in this particular life and, um, you know, just doing something and then God saying to you, you know, what you did was unacceptable. And it's like, wow, God, all that I did, I thought I was doing something right. And at the end of the day, you know, what I did wasn't acceptable, and I think we need to pay attention to that. I think we really need to pay attention to the fact that a lot of these things we do are excuses. We don't, um, you know, pay attention at the time. We're living for now, and when the time comes, when we feel God holding us accountable for what we do, we're now scrambling around for excuses. And it's like, is that the way we want to live our life? And the answer should be no. You know, but you want to know that the way you're living, how you're walking, you know, you are okay with God. You don't want to have to constantly, you know, think twice about what you're doing and always, you know, looking over your shoulder and always feeling nervous and always 
wondering, you know, am I doing right in the eyes of the Lord? And I think if we stay prayerful, we stay in his word, and we think about the things that we do before we do it, because we do have time to think about what we do before we do it. And a lot of times we don't, for whatever the reason is, we simply don't think about it. And at that time, it's for right now. Like I said a minute ago, you know, we're thinking for right now, I need to get through this here. I need to, listen, I'll I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. You know, oh, well, you know, God will understand. And we, we come up with so much. And we have to really think about the fact, is this worth it? Is it worth it? You know, you have a guy who says, well, listen, you know, I realized that what I did, I hurt her heart. How many times do we hurt God and Jesus with the things that we do? And we're constantly going back and saying, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. God, you know, please don't punish me. You know, let this one pass me by. You know, don't hold this against me. How many times are we, you know, going through that? As as believers, as believers, again, this is not for the for the sinful, because like Shanti said, you know, what is God expecting of them? But for those of us who, who call ourselves children of the Most High, Christians, you know, those who pride ourselves, you know, going to church and you know we're living right and all of this stuff, and then in actuality. You know, you really got to question what your living right is. Are you trying to make right the things that you are doing, the things that you have done? You know, every day God gets gets us up. Every day he allows us to hit this concrete is another opportunity for us to think about what we've done, what we're doing. Is this right? You know, go before the Lord and ask God, is he pleased with the things that you're doing? God, am I living really for you or am I living for myself? Am I working a job because I I, I love the money associated with the job? Or am I working a job where I want to be a blessing? That matters. That matters to God. You have to really go before the Lord and let him help you search yourself. Because we're going to stay in trouble with the Lord. We're going to stay in trouble because we're not thinking on things the way we should. We're going to be in trouble because we're just assuming that whatever we do is fine and God understands and you know, he's not going to hold that against me. And I'm like, wow, we got to really. And I say we because I'm constantly before the Lord. God, expose me. Let me see what I'm doing. Please, I want to make it right with you. So let's make that our our dedicated thought for the day. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. 
is Pastor Stepson and off. And I want to thank my due time crew, my ladies, for always holding it down for us. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Until then, I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.